I'm Keith. And I'm John. And this is Flummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummidlummid
five star. We're not getting any money out of this, but the five star China buffet is somewhere you should eat if you're in this area. Yeah, if you're ever in Gadsden. Our blessed lady of the five stars, my buddy Matt calls it. All right, right. so what else, man? Is that it? That's it, yeah. We're hanging into the podcast. Let's do it, man. So here we are at the Devil's Triangle. All right. Should we get in a plane and go over there? Let's do it, man. So this area is defined, Keith, by what three major areas? No, we got in a plane and went over there, so we're we're not here anymore. We disappeared. Oh, we disappeared, man. (laughs) Uh, The intergalactic portal has just sucked us up. Okay, so now we're in another dimension doing a different podcast called Mama Flittle. Mama Flittle, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Flipple. Yeah, there you go. And so I, I told my mom before I come over here, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, Jennifer's taking the kids over there. Let them spend the night with you. I got to go do Flumadoodle. She's like, okay, well, have fun with your Flumadoople or something. She didn't say it right. I was like, thanks, mom. She can't thanks say it. Thanks, support. mom. We, we know you love us. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, Devil's Triangle, Hurricane Alley. I mean, this is something that was big like when we were kids, right? Man, you heard a lot of stuff in the 70s, 80s. Yeah, especially it was real big in the seventies, and there's yeah. a reason for that. We'll get it into is. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. I think maybe a little movie or a little yeah. book, something like that. Let's just 80s. loosely define it, though. Loosely okay. define it. So, what area defines this triangle that we're talking about, Keith? We got Miami. Well, triangles have three points, so we exactly. got Miami, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda itself, the island. Yeah. And I didn't realize Bermuda was so far north, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got Florida, and then you got the Caribbean at the bottom point. Yeah. And way on up. Bermuda's way on up. I mean, I don't know what it would it's be It's not like straight over, but not close. Yeah, not it's too, up. Like too maybe bad. Georgia, yeah. South Carolina, something. It's right. way out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> All right. So what else we got, man? Mysterious so, yeah. disappearances happen here. I mean, aliens are afoot. Yeah. I mean, that's always been a, a theory, right? Or the Atlanteans, yeah. if you will. Yeah. From the lost city of Atlantis. Exactly. So it was, uh, what's his name? Aquaman did it. Aquaman. He did Jason it Jason Momoa. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, it's just this this area where ships and planes have disappeared. And because of that, it has a mysterious lure around it, right? It does, man. It's a dangerous place. I don't want to go there. You'll die. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. There's been over 10 to 25,000 planes and 100 to 200,000 deaths in the Bermuda Triangle in the last 20 years. Right. Is that correct? I have no idea. Okay. I'm lying. It's not Probably not because <laughs> yeah, that sounds embellished. I'm just, let's just say, shall we BS? Well, the idea would be. But has there up, ever been BS about the Bermuda Triangle? Well, embellishment and BS. Yes. We're going to talk no, about no, that. Yeah, we will. Because we're flummoxed, but let's have some fun with the mystery of it first, Keith. Yeah, I know. We're not going to bust through all of it. It ain't no fun. No, man. It's no fun if we burst through all the flummoxed. I mean, actually, reading through this, I was almost a little disappointed because some, some people have busted through some of it, and I'm like, oh, man. It's not no, as they cool. really hadn't. It's not as cool to me anymore. Well, they man. just don't believe in intergalactic portals. I know. What's wrong with them? So, we do. All right. So, what's uh, one of the first instances of strange things that happened in the Bermuda Triangle? Well, Keith, in my studies, I think I may have come up with the same thing you did. I hear the name Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And he, he wrote in his diary or journal, whatever, October 8th, 1942, he said, my compass is cattywampus. That's what he said. But he didn't tell the crew, so nobody panicked and all he that stuff. He didn't really say it like that. He didn't? I don't think he oh, knew. Oh, man, I, I don't thought think that he was knew like, the word. He thought that was, I put it in I quotes I thought that was an paper. exact quote, dude. That was awesome. I was like, dude, that's awesome. And that's an exact quote. Yeah. No, he said something like my, his compass was doing strange things or something like that. But he, yeah, he didn't tell the crew. 
because he didn't want them to panic. Now, one site I saw, I don't know if it's reputable. It was a, I won't say it's the National Enquirer, but I'll say <laughs> yeah, if, I was, I would say if it was in England, yeah, it would be the equivalent of such. I got you. It talked about like he saw like fire coming from the heavens into the water and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, I did see like three days after that event, he saw some strange lights, is what he wrote. Okay. In his uh, diary or whatever, his journal. And he also wrote that his crew almost left him. So it's probably good that he didn't tell them about the cattywampus compass, right? Cattywampus compass. Yeah. That'd that been bad, man. Fun. So anyway, not a lot about it after that. I mean. The strange light. I got you. Yeah. Probably a lot of pirate stories, you know. So I've got another one that's interesting. There's a very famous writer, sometimes called the greatest writer in the English language, who one of his uh, his famous writings, some suggest that it was uh, written based on a famous story from the Devil's Triangle way back in days of yore as well. Did you see anything about that? Uh, I don't think so. It was by old, none other than Shakespeare himself. Oh, I was going to guess Shakespeare. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's got a famous, uh, gosh, what is it, like an epic poem? or I don't even know. I should know. I have a minor in uh, English, but that's why I have a minor, not a major, because I don't know a lot about English. I know a very little about English. Well, but anyway, he, The Tempest. He or she or famous, them had yes, a quote. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. About The man. Tempest. About The Tempest. Yeah. So let's, let's kick on up to the modern day. So our understanding is that there's this cat by the name of Edward Van Winkle Jones. September 16th, 1950. Uh-huh. AP reporter. Yep. Said some stuff about this place. In the Miami Herald. All right. That I didn't know, man. So, yeah. He, he said some cattywampus crap he did. back in that day. He really embellished a lot of things, and that kind of started it all, right? It did. That was the beginning of it all. He he laid out a narrative that seemed pretty suspicious. He just started laying out these different disappearances and stuff in the Bermuda Triangle. Right? Okay. All right. And... uh I have a list of them here. You want to go through that? Yeah, let's hit a couple of them because here there's some fam- there's some very particularly famous incidences mm-hmm. that kind of got this started, man. It put it on the map. So I, the probably the biggest one is December fifth, nineteen forty five. Oh, flight nineteen. Um, the the Navy torpedo bombers. Yep, that's yep. called flight nineteen, mm-hmm. man. Disappeared without a trace, man. Nothing to show. Right, it, which is weird. Very weird. But can happen. For sure. Can happen. Well, I'm still holding on to the Aliens Intergalactic Portal right now. Yeah. They'll probably We're pop. building tension, kid. They'll probably pop up in the future. They will. They'll just like start flying. They will. Like, what's the Pacific Rim thing? It's an Atlantic Rim kind of thing. It's yeah. the Kaiju. Yeah. They're, the Kaiju came out of the ocean and ate them. <laughs> gotcha. I told uh, my son, I was like, Kaiju? Kaiju. Kaiju came out of the ocean? The little bald-headed kid from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, God, you's a monster, man. There was another one, January 30th, 1948. That was a commercial airliner, Star Tiger. And then in 1949, January 17th, which is just a little less than a year later, another commercial airliner, Star Ariel, both disappeared in right. the Bermuda Triangle. And uh, so altogether between those instances, there's about 135 unaccounted for people they were swallowed by the triangle swallowed. that's what uh, he wrote in his book that they were swallowed it's a big place by the keith triangle. i mean we're talking like it 500 000 miles approximately and there is a I'm sorry, lot square miles of traffic one of the most busy shipping lanes in mm-hmm. the world so 
It's still aliens and portals and stuff, <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Keep, keep, we're building the mystery. Yeah. Keith, this is like a story. you got to build tension. We do. We haven't climaxed yet. We're going to get to that point. So We're not there yet. We're building. That, so there was some more embellishment, embellishment that went on. There's some more truth of amazing disappearances. Yes, yeah, some more truth. That's right. George X. Sand. That's a big one, Keith. What did he write? Well, he um, actually wrote... The Sea Mystery, what, something like The Sea Mystery at the Back Door or something like that. I, I forget the exact yeah, name. Yeah, that's it. But sea Mystery at Our Back Door. I think I jumped ahead of myself with the uh, other guy, the Winkle Jones. The Flight 19 is what he wrote about, man. And right. he's actually the one that had the Navy ships, planes, the whole thing, right? Major disappearances. He I don't actually think you jumped ahead. It was two years later when Sand wrote this article. Oh, okay. Two years after. Or jump, I, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'm on track, man. You're on I track. just don't know it, yeah. man. I had a cracking headache just a few minutes ago, so you got to forgive me, but my head is feeling better. He had a crack we headache. Got, man, we got a little prayer going for we got started. Yeah. We've uh, we got the Bermuda Triangle in the house, and Flumadiddle is back for 2019. You know, if, if we were a heavyweight contender, I'd say we're, we're about the number five contender in the world right now. Yeah. We still got some ways to go, man. We're not up there at number one. We're not about to take on like how stuff works just right. yet. Right. But by the end of 2019, we're little, we're looking for a title shot. There's a recent survey done that said that Flum Doodle was the greatest podcast ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I did just include me and John, I, but still. I was saying, granted, the um, the number of people asked was kind of small. Yeah. <laughs> but they were very respectable folks. They were. All right, man. So he actually has coined this phrase. Or actually, I don't know if he coined the phrase, but he's the one that kind of laid out the designation that we talked about of mm-hmm. the points of the triangle, right? Miami, Bermuda, and what's the other one? The Caribbean? Yeah, um, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. San Juan, Puerto Rico. So he kind of laid out that. So bam, it's all in place now, Keith. All right, so the, even more, um, and this is where the alien stuff comes in. Three years after that, another article was written all right and or maybe it was a book i'm not sure but it was the case for the ufo by mk jessup right and he laid out pointing figures to aliens at that point about the bermuda triangle well you know what there is a place down there keith called the atlantic undersea test and evaluation center it's part of a naval base down there Mm. and some people blame all this on that Oh really? And that um, your that UK site that I talked about, which is at least if not at the brother of the National Enquirer, is close friends. Yeah. Um, but their kind of thing was that um, hey, lots of research, undersea research, submarine stuff, as well as testing alien technology. Oh, is going on there, Keith? So that makes your compasses mess up. So it is. It's alien technology, man. Well, speaking of, you know, makes your me- compasses mess up, stuff like that. What is it? that you thought it was growing up like what did you think about the bermuda triangle i don't know that i thought anything in particular i mean like did you ever think that it wasn't a mysterious place oh no it was mystery man it was Uh, a mysterious thing like Like, i mean until we decided yeah until we decided to do this podcast really it was just a mysterious place to me like you know i'm just like i never thought about it that much i guess it's just don't go to the Bermuda Triangle. don't do it man and then you realize it's this gigantic place where people go every day i know all the time and you don't even have to have extra insurance coverage, right? For to go on like a cruise through there or anything, which exactly, is a man. myth that people always said. You know, Lloyd's of London says you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it, man. That's right. 
So that's a big insurance company. You know, they like insure yeah. like guitar players' hands or oh, Dolly, really? Dolly Parton's bosoms or something like that. Yeah, they they uh, insured my butt. All right, all right on. <laughs> I didn't have to pay much. I don't have. Yeah, one. yeah, I know that feeling. Um. Anyway, so I guess not too long after that, it was you know this guy named Vincent H. Gaddis. He really started to build the mystery up and he claimed that there's like a thousand lives have been claimed by the Bermuda Triangle. Right. And so he kind of becomes this Yeah, that's mysterious man. But he kind of becomes this uh kind of the forefront of, you know, this place being mysterious or the the guy to go to for information, I guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He's the chief nutcake. (laughs) Yeah. He, he just knows the truth, John. Okay, he knows the truth. We're not busting Flumadiddle yet. We're building it up. That's right. So we're, making, we're, we're, we're building that to, castle of sand, Keith. We're about to to bust it here in a minute. You know we're what? about to get into the 70s in your decade, which ruined everything. And let's put it this way. In the words of the great philosopher, poet, musician, Jimi Hendrix, castles made of sand fall into the sea eventually. That's but right. we're still building up that castle right now before we whack it down here. All right. So what happened in the 70s? So the 70s, man, it hit the peak, man. I grew up in the 70s. I'm about a decade older than you. Yeah. Let's say. Or something like that. Close enough. Yes, about You right. wouldn't know it by our looks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> is, that a, is that a hit on me or no, a compliment a, to that's you? That's a compliment to me. <laughs> or a little Keith, bit of both. Keith looks, about his, Keith looks about his age or a little younger, and I look way younger. <laughs> there you go. So anyway... At least I've been told. That's the only thing about losing weight, Keith. Like, my gently uh, voluptuous self, if I keep my weight, man, my face is nice and round, you would never guess I was like, you know, whatever age I am. When you lose weight, you look a little older. Yeah, man, I'm wondering if I lose, like, I'm wanting to lose about, I don't know, about 50 pounds, man. And I'm wondering, are wrinkles going to appear? Because my face is smooth, my skin looks good, man. Just don't do it. Man. I'm gonna do it. I got to. I okay. got to be healthier. My knee hurts. My we'll back just, hurts. Let's do it, man. I'm gonna do it, even if I look like an old fart. Then you'll be like, a, I'll be a a feeling good old. old fart. I'll be a feeling good, healthier <laughs> old fart. Absolutely. So anyway, in the '70s, man, it becomes a hot topic, right? TV shows, specials, yeah. media coverage, man. And I had no idea of this. A board game? Yeah, that's Milton Bradley, what? man. That was a Bermuda Triangle Dude, board game. We, uh, keep talking about that. Let's look. We've got a computer here handy. I'm going to pull up eBay real quick. All right, see if you can find it yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Let's see if we can find the Bermuda Triangle uh, game on eBay. So, so the keep... 70s was a good time for this to, I, I would say it's a good time to peak. You know, we're, we're going to get into it in a little bit. Somebody's going to burst the bubble. But <laughs> but really, though, I would say that it's a good time to peak. Man, it's only like 8 bucks. Dude, we've got one right here, man. We could get that for $8. Dude. It goes upwards. You know, of after this, after this podcast goes live, it's going to shoot. It's going to shoot through the roof. We need to make an investment, Keith. Yeah. This one is a five ninety nine or best offer. We've got one right here, right now. We need a buy it now. This this guy's top rated. We can do a buy it now, Keith. I'm tempted to get this. Yeah. Nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five. Bermuda Triangle Mystery Cloud Board Game for parts. So I I don't know if it's maybe missing some parts. But there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it does say four parts. Okay. Some of the other ones were more expensive. I bet they got everything. Look at that. Oh, looks like it's missing a red boat, Keith. Oh, we can steal one from Battleship, we, man. We sure could. Just paint it red. Man, that's pretty cool, Keith. I didn't know about that. I love board games. So, like, when you play that, 
it's missing a red boat. Oh Lord, look at that! That makes Keith. sense. We missed that. Look, you know it. Oh, it got sucked into the triangle. It did. Eight dollars and two cents, Keith. Look at that ripoff right there. Shipping thirty three eighty seven. What a bunch of dirty what sons of guns! To ship a board game. Come on, man. Ten bucks, maybe. That's still a little high, but you know what? There we there we go. Five ninety nine and three eighteen shipping. There's our people right now. We don't even know them, but let's let's shout them out. They're in Litchfield, Minnesota. They're trying to do the people right. Look, man. I wonder if it has all the pieces. That we no, don't know. Game board only. Oh crap. All right, well, never mind. Anyway, look it up. Buy the board game. We'll shop later. We're doing a podcast right now. (laughs) But I just had to see if that was real or something you could find. Doesn't it seem to you, though, like the 70s was like a time where people really kind of believed in the paranormal? Oh, yeah, it was I mean, a big thing. Aliens had come up, and you had, like, oh, man. what, the Amityville Close Horror enc- House? Yeah. Close, Close Encounters of the Third yeah. Kind. All these things. People that really believed in it, you know, like, a lot more than they do today. And so this just Big seemed, time, man. Yeah, just perfect timing for this thing to, to really hit its peak. And so lots of movies, board game, all that. And then in 1975, something happened, John. What happened? Lawrence David Cush he wrote said, the Bermuda Triangle Mystery. You know what he is. He's a daggum cush. That's what he is. Man. <laughs> he had to mess it up for everybody. That's not really a bad word, but it kind of sounds like one. It does. You daggum cush. That sounds bad. <laughs> it does sound bad. I've got another word that's in daily rotation for a lot of people, but I think it's nastier than a nasty word. You want me to say it? Yeah, let's do it. Crotch. Crotch. Is that not a... Well, I mean, it's not a bad word, but it's it's a little uh, inappropriate in it's certain circumstances. It's not bad, but you're like, oh, man... I took a shower and I washed my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh man, my crotch itches. <laughs> I crotched down to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, well, I think that's well hang crouch, on. We're still, we're still in the PG realm here, so we're good. Yeah. Okay. All right, so 1975, oh, Kush, he wrote um, a book, right? Was it a book or a well, let's article. call it a book. We're your somewhat reliable source of information, Keith. We don't have to get all this right. He wrote words on paper. <laughs> he wrote words. And it was called The Bermuda Triangle <laughs> Mystery Solved. Oh. The Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved. 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 Oh. Him and the masked magician need to just go off somewhere. He and didn't have solve a it. He, he's an idiot. Yeah. Look, he didn't solve anything, Keith. Look, I. you know what? Yeah, because the son says he didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, the son in the UK. Yeah, please go here. Here is your not very reliable source of information for anything. Yeah. But it does have something that's interesting, so I pulled it up while we're sitting here talking. Okay. We're going to talk about this in a minute. But anyway, right. so was that – I'm trying to think of the other book. There was another big book written – oh, what about the movie, man? The movie came out like 78, 79. There was a big movie. Was it like a – a flummididdle busting movie, or you talking no, about no? man, it was a real movie. Oh yeah, those those several movies came out. Yeah, man. What? Hey, here's what's crazy. All right, so we got up to the seventies, right? Seventy eight, seventy nine. There's, I think there was two movies made came out. Seventy eight and seventy nine, maybe two in seventy nine. Yeah, seventy eight. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle. So anyway, you had seventy seven and then two Fuentes. in the seventy eight. Two in the Bermuda Depths, man. Look so at now. Uh, Google search Bermuda Triangle movies in the 80s see what comes up uh oh a big fat zero nothing and and there's really nothing 
about the Bermuda Triangle that much in the 80s. It kind of peaked in the 70s, it late did. 70s. It's like the 80s skipped it. No, well, here's the thing, though. In the 90s, it started coming back a little bit. It's like it skipped the 80s. Now, the 80s was, was a, kind of the paranormal thing, like you said. The poltergeist, the Amityville yeah. Horror. We kind of switched our mysteries from that, so that geography. Was 80s? I thought Amityville Horror was 70s. Was it 80s? I think so. Okay. Maybe it was late 70s. It was late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Okay. So anyway. The actual movie. I'm not positive. Well, yeah. Oh, the movie. Yeah, I think it was 70s, too. But anyway. Um, thing is, though, is I as a kid growing up in the 80s, though, I just thought of it as this mysterious place where planes and ships oh, disappeared. disappeared. I never, man. I never even knew that this guy come out and supposedly solved it. I never heard that. You know, of course, it's when you're a kid, that's not as interesting <clears throat> to you as hey, this giant ship disappeared. You know? Oh heck no, man. We we need mystery, man. Right. So anyway, growing up in the '80s, though, I just thought it was just you know this mysterious place that you don't go to. Now I tell you, speaking now, of I mystery, I think the compass thing though is real though, right? The compass there really is off a little bit, but that's a common thing though. Well, I looked up something. I don't remember exactly what it said, but I think it was called the Agonic something A G N O I C. There comes a point where some kind of compass recalibration something is yeah. not needed and like so with you, modern if you're not day careful, tools it automatically recalibrates right. it right but back then you had to account for it you did and if you didn't you could possibly be off course and cause yeah. some things to happen there's so. like several different places <clears throat> on the planet where that happens it's not just there right so uh, let's let's move to the next thing Keith so let me ask you this okay we got about we got about four or five more minutes here okay. we're going to tie this together for the people you know we don't want to wear them out we want yeah. to leave them wanting more. Yeah. So here's the thing. Oh, wait a second. I just thought of something. Okay. Here, this is kind of weird. Almost kind of sad, but kind of very interesting. You know, one of the things we did not mention, we mentioned the possible causes of issues of the phenomenon, the mystery. Yeah. Government testing. I mentioned that. The Atlantic undersea test and evaluation center yeah lost city of atlantis paranormal paranormal. aliens number four look at number four keith the souls of african slaves oh because of that route of slavery it suggested that many slaves very sadly and unfortunately so that would be overboard by sea caps it would be a paranormal kind of thing paranormal a ghost in his book healing the haunted dr kenneth mccall claimed that a haunting sound could be heard while sailing in the notorious waters. That's pretty wow. terrible, man. That is, yeah. So, sorry to rain on your parade, but to add that to the aliens, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That kind of goes back with the paranormal it. thing. Yeah, it which does. Most of that's the UFO type stuff. Yeah, I think that's what they mean when they say paranormal yeah, on is. that list. And that's why they had it listed but separately. Let's bring it back to now, Keith. Then one of them says gigantic structures under the sea. Yeah, massive crystal pyramid lurking beneath the ocean. Oh, like so they think the crystal might throw off the compass or something. I just think it's a big crystal pyramid, and if you hit it, you're doomed. Oh, so just like so maybe the crystal pyramid is emitting some kind of waves, and it's just blasting crap out of the air. That's interesting. I, I like it. I like that. One. I like that. So let's come on now. This okay. is called flumadiddle. Utter yes. nonsense. So let's bust some flumadiddle. Okay. Keith, I'm just going to ask you point blank. As best we can tell, are there paranormal or alien activities going on in the Bermuda Triangle? Do I have to answer honestly? You do. <laughs> no. All right, Keith, next question. Okay. Statistically speaking, yes. is the Bermuda Triangle any more dangerous than any other highly traveled stretch of sea 
in the universe or world? That would be no. That would be no. Yeah. Man, we hate to like bust y'all's bubble. I know. But if you take your carnival cruise, you're probably going through the Devil's Triangle. Right. And other than, you know, some haunting sounds, perhaps some apparitions. I'm thinking even if you enter the intergalactic portal, you're still coming out in the Caribbean. The sirens and mermaids. Yeah. Other than them, though, probably nothing. So, interestingly enough, there are those who believe that there are things that phenomenon had happened, but there's more natural or scientific reasons for this. Because there's concerns about the storms, possibly rogue waves, and this is what I like. Well, they do call it Hurricane Alley for a reason. There are more storms, right, than other Very much so. So, I mean, that right there is a good explanation, if you ask me. Like, you got an area that is just has more storms than other areas. Of course, you're going to have, you know, disappearances and stuff Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, man. But like you said, it's not even really more than any other place. It's really not. But if one of the do, things... If you take the ratio of the amount traveled... And exactly, the amount, yeah. exactly. I love this, though. This is interesting. Very interesting. Did you see this thing about hexag- hexagonal clouds? I didn't see that. All right, man. So a fascinating theory that's been proposed by meteorologists claims that the reason for the mysteries pervading the Triangle area, Keith, are unusual hexagonal clouds. I hate them. Which can create 170 mile... Yeah, that's right. I thought I got it wrong. I was like, what the heck? 170 mile per hour air bombs full of wind. So these air pockets... Air bomb. Air bomb, however it happens, shoots down out of the clouds towards the ocean. Wow. So if you're under that, bam, you're screwed. Yeah. But if you're not, the suggestion is that these air bombs hitting the ocean can create massive waves up to 100 feet tall. Yeah. And if you happen to be flying by there or driving by there in your ship, right. as you do, and one of these air pockets hits you know, a quarter of a mile from your ship, and boom, here's this giant kind of tsunami-type wave yeah, all of a sudden, bam. Or if it hits the plane like a boat, just, the wind just hits the plane. Yeah, I don't know how high these are up. supposed to be. Yeah. I didn't dig into this, but I thought that hexagonal cloud thing was pretty. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, there. yeah. And uh, so, we'll just go ahead and mention too that, like the in the book that Koosh uh, wrote, Koosh he uh, he mentioned that those guys that got um, lost on the first one, nineteen forty-five. Yep, the flight nineteen. They probably actually just got confused. The they said there's some islands in one area that look just like the islands in the other area and if you get lost you're supposed to just fly west so you can fly, find land right well they got lost but then they thought they were in an area that where if they flew west they would be in more trouble and go into the gulf of mexico and I so they you. flew north thinking that they were in this other area and but they, they were weren't screwed. yeah and then they were screwed and they run out of gas or you know whatever that's it that was the thing i saw they ran out of fuel man yeah one thing on the hexagonal clouds. By studying imagery from a NASA satellite, scientists concluded that some of these clouds reach 20 to 55 miles across, man. Wow. And waves inside these wind monsters can reach as high as 45 feet. So forget the 100 feet. But still, a 45-foot yeah. wave, man, that's pretty big. It's a big old wave. So, Keith, we I'll hate to it. bust this, but... We did it. We ruined it for you. But what about the mystery? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Still very fascinating stuff. Dig into it more. You know, if you want to believe in intergalactic portals, then that's okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't it's 21st like century. You, do what you, you know, want if to. you want to port from your one side of your flat earth to the other, carry on. That's right. All right, man. What else, Keith? That's it, man. Just Jump look on us up on Facebook. Facebook. 
uh, at do you flumadiddle you got any you want to contact us just go to um, do you flumadiddle at gmail.com please do that and to do that if you send, like send that to Keith specifically he he's giving out free gifts of like a thousand dollars an email so just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how that just goes. send it directly to Keith because you know we're at least hundred airs yeah we have tens of dollars tens <laughs> <laughs> yes we do hey get on the uh, the old Apple stuff the iTunes especially if you've got your phone Keith, yeah. how easy is that you've got Apple like, yeah it's I, easy you know, man right, you, while you're listening to it you just hit five star Boom. don't get uh-huh. me up on that bandwagon man I, yeah. Tim Cook's been hitting it up lately talking about privacy and doing stuff which I like his posture and I like the fact that he went to school at Auburn but come on man he's he's, part of, he's part of the problem yeah. data surveillance state that we live in nowadays right but God I bless guess. it we're sure. glad to be here I can keep up with it much alright that's okay <laughs> All right. so uh, we love you thanks All for right. checking in man we'll talk to you later God bless and peace, peace out, out.